This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE, for 20% off your order. You're listening to Voices of Your Village. This is episode number 70. So many folks ask me about raising siblings, like how do you raise kiddos and can you raise kiddos to have like a loving, empathetic connection with one another where they aren't fighting constantly or in battle with one another? And the answer is yes. Yes, you can totally do this. And it'll look different for every kiddo because every kiddo's emotional intelligence is going to be different. But at the core of this is raising empathetic humans. And I have been following my friend Nicole on Instagram for a while. She is just a peach of a human. And she has two little girls. And I've watched their evolution as sisters from one becoming a big sister for the first time to like how that kind of evolved over time, having an infant sister to having a toddler sister and what that looks like and how that can change. And these little girls have such a loving relationship and they're, they still disagree. They still have conflict and they navigate it with kindness and empathy. And so I reached out to Nicole to tell us how she's fostered this. What has she done? What did it look like with just one? And how did she lay that groundwork early? How has it ebbed and flowed through different ages and stages? And what are they looking ahead to? What groundwork are they laying for the future? This isn't something that just happens. I think it's something we have to be really intentional with, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you. Nicole has so many awesome tips for things that she has done and tangible things you can put into your life today too. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, sleep consultant, child development specialist, and passionate feminist, Alyssa Blass Campbell. Hey 
Hey everyone, welcome to Voices of Your Village. Today I get to hang out with my friend Nicole to talk about siblings, and this was a topic I got so many questions on from you guys. Uh, hey Nicole, how are you? Hi, good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about your family? Absolutely. Um, so I am married to my wonderful husband, Matt. And we have two little girls, Olivia and Emmy. Olivia is four and Emmy is two. And we are from the Northeast little town in a state called Delaware. And we recently moved to Nashville about two, almost two years ago. And we love it. That's awesome. I love Nashville. We visited a couple times and it's like one of my favorite places to pop down and visit. It is the best. It is awesome. That's rad. And your girls are two of my favorite humans on the internet. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Olivia just cracks me up. And Emmy is just a ball of cuteness. I, yeah, Olivia has so much. Oh, my goodness. The things that come out of her mouth, they surprise us daily. Like, she's a riot. She really is. And then Emmy's just this, like, happy little go, happy-go-lucky little girl. And then now it's interesting, though, to see Emmy's personality developed because now she's getting to be a little bit sassy. I don't know if she's picking it up from Olivia, but she'll like cross her arms and be like, no, and just kind of like stand her ground sometimes. And it's so funny to see because we're not used to that. Yeah, so totally. Like, it's, it's cute. Yeah, good for her standing that <laughs> I ground. Know, that's what I say. I'm always like, okay, I'm good for you. <laughs> um, when you, what's the exact age difference between them? Is it exactly two years or is there a little they bit of difference? 21 months apart. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's actually something I got a lot of questions about was like having a second kiddo, quote unquote, early here, like under that two year mark. First of all, bless you, because two <laughs> under two is no joke. <laughs> um, but did you like, did you have chats with Olivia before Emmy arrived about like being a big sister and all that jazz? Like how much of that did you kind of prep her for? I prepped her a lot because one of the big things, I was so nervous to have another when Olivia was our world. And when you're pregnant with your second, it's so hard to imagine what life's going to be like. And the first thing you automatically think of is how is this going to affect my first child? And so I, I there would be days that I was just so upset, not that I was pregnant with our second, but just upset thinking about spending less time with Olivia. And I had to really just kind of, you know, I, I reached out to friends who had two and, and they all, you know, gave me the same advice that like you, you love them equally and, you know, your heart just grows bigger for both of them and that you make it work and you, you just, you find the time. And it, you know, I think I had the most anxiety about it like two weeks before Emmy was born. And then when she was born, introducing them was also another situation I was a little nervous about. Um, but it went really well. And I think because I was so nervous about it that it could only, you know, I expected the worst. Like I, I was like, Olivia is not going to adjust well. She's not going to like the baby. Like there's going to be this huge transition period that we're going to have to adjust to. And it wasn't like that at all, thankfully. And I do think I, I prepared Olivia um, by reading her books about being a big sister and what that means. And um getting her, I think I got her a gift um, when we brought the baby home and said, this is from your new baby sister. That was another thing I had um, 
somebody had told me to do and that helped but really just talking to her like you're going to be a big sister making it this like big great thing and then we bought um a baby doll for her to take care of and rock and hold and said this is you know the baby's in mommy's belly just a lot of explaining to her in ways that she would understand at gosh I don't even know if she was two yet so or I think she was yeah how old was she 21 months apart and yeah so just under two two and a half just under two yes yeah that's wild I didn't think too that was the other thing like is she gonna understand this yeah I was like not sure if she was gonna understand what was happening um or what I was explaining to her but I think she did I think it helped her adjust for sure yeah. I I think that they take in so much more than we often give them credit for, so much younger than we often give them credit for. And so it can feel when they can't respond to us with like full sentences, it can often feel like you are just like talking to a being who like might not be processing all of it. But I think it is really important that you're giving them the information anyway. Even like, I think of even like with infants when I'm changing them or whatever, I'm still talking them through it, whether they're taking all those words in or not. I think that's really huge. Yeah, I think that's so important. Did you see any pushback from Olivia or any challenging behaviors? I guess especially early on when it's a transition for everybody to go through. So we did not see many, um, you know, issues with her in the beginning. It's actually starting to happen now that Emmy's getting older. Um, because she was, she really took on her role as big sister. And so Emmy was the baby and just Emmy was, you know, she needed to protect Emmy and play with Emmy. There's not much Emmy was doing to annoy Olivia. Um, (laughs) (laughs) now it's a completely different story. Now I feel like I'm really working daily to, to build their relationship, to teach them lessons about how you interact with your sister and sharing. Sharing is like probably our biggest challenge right now because at two and four, Emmy wants everything Olivia has, but everything Olivia has is very special to her and she doesn't want baby sister to ruin it. So that's been our biggest challenge right now. Um, In the early days, no. And you know, I also tandem nurse them as well. So Uh I think that may have helped a little bit with the bonding between them um, because I had that downtime with both of them at the same time, which was so nice. But yeah, so most of our challenges are starting to happen now around like the two and four age. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly, so hard. I love what I do and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out and it's been a tough transition. The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for Mila Bean, it's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I wanna show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash voices. 
Having Sage approved audio for our car rides is a literal lifesaver for my nervous system. And I love making lists of podcasts to share with him when he's ready. I was so excited to hear about a new show called Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, math, geared toward the six plus crowd. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time traveling adventures. Recently, we had some family visiting, and on our way to dinner, we popped on an episode of Mysteries About True Histories, math, with my niece and nephew in the car. In this episode, Max and Molly travel back in time to solve a mystery from the order of the problem solvers, along with lots of kid humor mixed in. It was a fun way to enjoy our car ride together and opened the door for some interesting conversation about history and understanding some of the mysteries of the past. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, the perfect length for car rides and meal times, and stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. That makes sense. I've gotten some questions from folks who are like, I'm giving this baby so much attention that even yeah. if they haven't seen pushback yet, that they're like, I feel like it's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be on the horizon, essentially. I think a good way to, um, I guess, a good way around that is to just try and get the older sibling involved as much as possible when you're changing diapers, like come over here and look at baby's diaper or, you know, and you're feeding them, like, can you, can you rub baby's cheek or do this to help mommy, like make them feel like they're a big helper and that they're involved in some way, even if it's just for a few minutes before you're like, okay, honey, like go read a book or mommy's going to put on a show. Like just that little interaction right in the beginning, I think is really helpful. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I just interviewed my mom it came out a couple of weeks Aww. ago and I'm one of five kids. Aww. And the first three, the first two were like 18 months apart. And then she had my third brother um, two years later. So she had three, like four, two and a newborn. Um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> wild. <laughs> and, and so I was asking her about this though. Like, how was that for the four and the two-year-old for you to have a newborn, especially that four-year-old who... Uh, it's just yeah. more splitting of time. And she was like, honestly, like for me, I felt like I was just teaching them how to be in a family. Like, yeah, it's going to be our family. Absolutely. That's a really good way to put it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was like, Ooh, that's a good answer, mom. Uh, and you crushed it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now when you're looking at the sharing and all that jazz from the outside Instagram view, for me, it looks like uh, I've seen Emmy, I guess, assert herself a little bit more. There was something with the fridge the other day where she wanted to put it back the exact yes. way possible. And Olivia yeah. at first was like, no, I'll help you. I'm the big sister, whatever. And Emmy stood her ground. And yeah. I was like, get it, sister. No, <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> uh, but Olivia then like let her have some space to try it. Emmy tried it. She couldn't reach. And then Olivia was like, oh, I'm a little bit taller. I could help you. And even just like how she... Yeah framed that. I was like, that's impressive. How have you laid that oh, foundation? You. Yeah. How have you laid that foundation from like an it's, empathy standpoint? So whenever conflict arises with the girls, I typically ask them what's wrong. And if they can't really like talk about it, um, I just kind of get down on their level, make eye contact. And I'm just like to Olivia, especially because she can understand at her age. I ask her, 
how would you feel if Emmy did this to you? And just to kind of put her in Emmy's shoes and make her feel what she would feel. And, you know, Olivia always responds, I would feel sad. And I said, well, how do you think Emmy feels? And she'll say, sad. And so sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But just kind of putting her in that situation and letting her and kind of forcing her to understand what is my sister feeling. I think that's helped a lot. Um, and if it doesn't work, then we have this little exercise we do where we just hold hands and we take deep breaths. And that usually helps really calm the girls down. And then I also give them hugs, like just big hugs because it's such big feelings and big emotions. And even though sometimes as a mom, it can be frustrating, especially when, you know, they're fighting over something absolutely ridiculous or Olivia is just, you know, wants something, but I always just remember they're so little and I just always offer a hug. And most of the time that works. Awesome. A couple of things there like stood out for me. A, I love the crap out of the breathing. This is, I mean, this is our goal, right? Is that like down the road when they have a big emotion as an adult that they can pause and breathe before they respond. And B was the modeling. I mean, modeling that you modeling the breathing and modeling the empathy. And then Olivia is modeling that for Emmy now. Yes, absolutely. Emmy loves taking deep breaths. It's so funny to see. Like the second I say, okay, let's take a deep breath. She is all in. It's adorable. I love that. Well, and my guess is that even before Emmy came along, that you were laying this emotional foundation for Olivia. Like, I think it's not something that we just start doing one day. Yeah. Olivia has very big emotions um, ever since she was born. And so I've always wanted to find the best ways to help her manage them. Um, And breathing has always been one of the exercises that we do. And I I do it with them. So she feels like we're doing it together. Um, And I think that really helps. That's awesome. And modeling that language. I mean, like when Liv opened that fridge and she changed how she worded it, she was calm and present with Emmy and still was like, I'm going to figure out how to do this thing that I want to do, but I'm going to do it in a way that works for Emmy too. And that comes from modeling. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're crushing it, sister. (laughs) I, I love that. If you're loving this podcast, then you would love our Tiny Humans Big Emotions membership. Every month I go live on a different topic in emotional development so you can ask your questions in real time. Then I give you bonus tools for implementing it. And as if that wasn't already jazzy enough, we do a Q&A two weeks later so that you can come back and share what's going well and ask questions about things that you want some more support on. I get to guide you through implementing these approaches in real time so that we can raise emotionally intelligent humans together. The coolest part, you can have all of this for less than $15 a month. Less than 50 cents a day, friends. Head on over to tinyhumansbigemotions.com to join us for our next live workshop. So (laughs) did you ever see any like hitting or anything like that between them? Yes. Um, And that's recent, very recent. Um, Emmy, and we don't hit. So I know people say like that, they, I don't know, I think, there's something where people say like kids model what they see like Mm -hmm. with hitting, but 
I have never, I, we don't hit. And so she, um, when Emmy gets frustrated that Olivia has something, Emmy will be the one. She's our little hitter. She'll just like go up to Olivia and slap her. And I have to, you know, of course, stop her and say, Emmy, we do not hit. That is not okay. You're going to hurt your sister and give her boo-boos. And so she understands it. And then she'll immediately go up to Olivia and start kissing her arm. <laughs> and she'll go, sorry, poopy. She calls her poopy because she thinks she's being funny. It's, <laughs> her personality lately is just hysterical. Um, she calls everybody poopy because she thinks she's being funny. Um, <laughs> it is funny. And, it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she'll go up to Olivia and I'll say, Emmy, say sorry to Olivia, please. Yeah. And give her a hug. And she'll give her a hug, kiss her arm, and go, sorry, poopy. <laughs> <laughs> That's but it's so better cute. than nothing. It works. And they both laugh, totally. and then it's just, it's over, you know? Yeah. And then with Olivia, Olivia can sometimes um, get aggressive, where she'll just be like, oh, Emmy, no, let go. Or, like, just those frustrated feelings. And she'll she'll go, she'll say it. She'll go, I'm so frustrated. And and I'm like, I understand, honey, but baby sisters, like sometimes they just want to be like you or they just want to play with the things that you're playing with. Like it's your job as a big sister to teach her and protect her, not to hurt her. And so she understands that. And I'm constantly saying that over and over. And then I'll find situations in our, it, that happen throughout the day where, you know, Emmy's walking up the stairs and Olivia will stop to walk behind her to make sure she doesn't fall. And it's little things like that, that I'm like, okay, she does get it. Like this is working in some way, whether I'm seeing it right then and there, or they're doing it on their own. Yeah. Um, I think it, it helps. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable 
young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. And I, um, I've talked about this on an episode before, but I believe in a four to one ratio of like every one negative behavior we're talking to kids about, I want to be highlighting four positive things. And I, I just like, there's science to back it up, but I think we can often like step in or intervene in the challenge times, but I've noticed you doing this again through Instagram. But if you're, if I'm noticing it on the gram, like it's happening more often uh, than that, but where you'll highlight, it'll be a video and Olivia will do something so small that you could easily overlook, but something that's kind or helpful and you'll acknowledge it. You'll say like, Olivia, that was so nice of you to help your sister. That was so kind. And I think if we can point out those little moments, we can build them up with like, that's how you're going to get that like praise or I'm proud of you when you're doing that. And I shared a post yesterday that was like, we don't live up to our potential. We live up to our identity. And that can become your identity. If you're told that you're a kind, helpful sister, that's who you'll be. Yes. Every night before bed, we talk about our favorite part of the day. And we also um, talk about our favorite things about each other. So I, they fall asleep every night with me telling them, you're so smart. You're so kind you're so beautiful. You're so funny. And when I tell Emmy these things, she's like half asleep and she'll giggle. And it's just, it's just a nice way to end the day because you get, you know, not every day is perfect. And there's so many days where I'm like, Oh, like I should have been nicer. I should have. And then we end our day every day, just with so many positive things and just, you know, and I make them tell each other that they love them, give each mm-hmm. other, give your sister a good kiss, a kiss good night. Um, and that's just how we end our day every day. And I think it helps a lot. Yeah. Well, and the, the thing is like, no day will be perfect and there will be hard emotions and they get to learn to navigate those and to know yeah. that at the end of every day, you love them and you're proud of them. That's so beautiful. I love Definitely. it. What, what have you guys done for like splitting time? Do you guys have any sort of like, I guess, uh, schedule or anything like that or system for splitting time and getting one-on-one time with the kiddos? We do. So because Emmy is such a night owl, she is in this very odd napping like transition where some days she doesn't nap, but when she does, cause she really needs a nap still. So when she naps, she will go to sleep and then wake up around dinner time. We all have dinner together. And then I get Olivia to sleep at like seven and little Emmy, sure enough, will not go to sleep at seven. So she's up with me for like two hours, but it's nice because the house is quiet and that's my time with her. And then Olivia during the day, I will, we'll do girls dates where I'll take her to gymnastics and then we'll go, you know, grab a cake pop or something like afterwards we sit down um, and just, you know, have that time together. And so she loves that. That's yeah. so nice. The Emmy's one-on-one time is more so in the house, um, after Olivia goes to sleep or, um, if we need to, uh, yeah, we're not, I don't think we're that great on taking Emmy out. Like I've never actually taken Emmy out by herself. 
um, out like and about. Yeah, and I like, think that's fine. Come with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was number four of five. So like there was just no alone time. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to your brother's basketball game. Like, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I uh, definitely don't think it's like an essential <laughs> part of being. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you hope for them as siblings as they continue to grow? And I guess like, how do you plan to foster that through the different ages and stages? So my mom is one of three girls, and unfortunately, I've witnessed the damage that their mom has done as far as creating conflict and drama between the sisters. So I try so hard to not have that. Like, that would be my worst nightmare is to have my girls not get along or not speak to each other or fight with each other. So... I mean, every day I, I tell them, I must say it probably three or four times a day. And then I also have them say it to each other. Your sister is your best friend. Like she is your best friend. Your job is to love each other and be there for each other. You're going to have each other forever for the rest of your life. And I'll ask Emmy like randomly throughout the day. I'll be like, Emmy, quick, who's your best friend? She'll go, <laughs> Olivia. And then I do the same. I'll say, Olivia, who's your best friend? She'll go, Emmy. And so just then saying it every day and just, I don't know. I just, it's, we talk about it a lot. So I think hopefully talking about it and making sure they're giving each other a hug at least once a day and being kind to each other at least, you know, a couple times a day. I think that'll really help them grow. And if there ever is a conflict, I never blame one or the other. Um, and I, when they're older too, like if one comes to me, I'm just thinking down the, down the road in the future, yeah. if somebody, if Olivia were to come to me and say something about her baby sister, I would, I would spin it in a way that wasn't her talking about her and, you know, just trying to make mm-hmm. a positive out of something. Yeah. Because, yeah. It would be, it would be awful if they were, if they did not grow up close and best friends forever, I would be really upset. And what do you do when there is a conflict where like, say Emmy did go up and hit Olivia. Like how do you navigate that without placing blame? So I usually ask Olivia, why did Emmy hit you? Like Mm. I try and go a couple steps back and Mm -hmm. ask her, like find out what actually happened in the situation. And then I just talk about each of their behavior um, in that situation. Yeah. And then I explain to Emmy, you don't, you don't hit Emmy. And then I say to Olivia, you know, you can't hog a toy. Like you have to have your time with it. And then Emmy gets a turn and that's pretty much it. Like I just kind of go a couple steps back and figure out what, what was the cause of Emmy hitting? Not Emmy, you shouldn't hit your bad kid. Like I just try and dig a little deeper. Yeah. I love that. We off, I call it sports casting when we just say what we see, right? Like if you see it happen, I'm not going to be like, Oh, (laughs) you're really mad because so-and-so took your toy. I'm just going to say, I see that you look really sad. You're crying and they have a spatula and they're running away. (laughs) Let's Uh, figure out what happened. Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) uh, Rather than like, they did this to you. Um, This is what I see. Let's figure it out. I I also love my sister-in-law and uh, my brother. They have twins who are six and a half and the kiddos are best friends. And it's really, really sweet. And I've also similarly to what you were just saying, like I've watched 
my sister-in-law really foster that by saying like, this is your, this is how it is to be in our family. Like not just, this is your sibling and you love each other, but we all do this for each other. The four of us are in this together, man. Yeah. And we're going to love you no matter what. And your brother's going to love you no matter what. Your sister's going to love you no matter what. Uh, and we can talk through it and we can figure it out. Everybody in this family like wants what's best for the other person. Uh, and that throughout the ages and stages has been like her message to them in developmentally appropriate ways. But I love that, that it was never, it's never been like a, oh yeah, they will do this to you sometimes because they're your brother. It was like, no, it just was not accepted. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. I love that approach. That's awesome. If you could tell yourself pre Emmy one thing about what was to come, what would it be? that your love just completely doubles. Like you, you think you love this first child so much that you, you might not have loved that second child as much, but that is not true at all. And as a mom, you love your children equally and you love them hard. And, you know, just any worry you have thinking about what would it be like to bring in a second child? It's, it's been the best thing ever to see, to see their bond, to, to be able to parent two kids and know that they're going to have each other for the rest of their lives. Like it's been the best. Yeah. And I'm an only child. So you I'm are, I was wondering. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's even more special to see because I, I don't know what it's like. And so to have my girls have each other and to see their relationship, it's, it's so amazing. That's awesome. My husband's an only child. And okay. on our first date, I found out he was an only child. And I said, oh, I don't date only children. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you won't understand no, any of this. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. And he said, well, I have four moms and a dad. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Okay, I'll explore this further. Yeah. <laughs> that's so Funny. Uh, Turns out I don't date him. I just marry him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Awesome. Well, Nicole, where can people come check out these adorable tiny humans and follow along with your journey? So my Instagram handle is the DG Girls, and my website is well, actually, we're rebranding right now to NicoleDG.com, but right now it's um, thislovelylife.com. Or the dggirls.com. We have so many. <laughs> this is why we're rebranding. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Just search Nicole D. Jacoby on Instagram. We're the DG Girls. I love it. We will also uh, link to that in our blog post and as well to your website. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing Thank your journey you with these girls. Me. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah, you, it. You're the bomb. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community for all of you to be a part of so that we can all gather together to raise emotionally intelligent humans? Head on over to Facebook, search Seed and Sow colon Voices of Your Village and dive into that Facebook group. We cannot wait to hang out with you and collaborate on raising these tiny humans. 
If you're digging this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click those stars and leave a review. It really fills my heart to hear from all of you. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.